0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
1: All right. Welcome in. It is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN, September 20th, 2022. It's a... Tuesday morning, and we are starting out your day, which is going to be a hot one, with 79 degrees right now. More on that weather here in just a second. But we do have a busy show for you today. I always want to point out at the beginning, make sure you're listening at 635 and 810 for your keyword for Fantasy Huskers. It's such a simple game. All you do is get the keyword, text it in, and one of you people who texted in is going to get a draft pick for Fantasy Huskers, where this week we are giving you... A team to have a one-weekend fling with in college football while Nebraska is out of town. Flip well, not out week, of town. Baby. They're in town, but they're not playing. So it's uh, it's a fantasy weekend for you two. <laughs> Pick another team. Wow, and you've really started have, to lean into it. Yeah. Have <laughs> one weekend with they, it. Just what? No strings attached. Just pick one a team weekend. to be
2: your sweet, sweet
3: fantasy do, baby. Do they have the week off with or without pay?
1: <laughs> right. No, no. Like I said, no strings attached, and you get to pick <laughs> whoever you want so long as that team is still available. Uh, it's got to be a top 25 team. We only want you to have the best of the best, of course and whichever uh whichever team scores the most points uh, that is picked is going to get its picker a prize pack from Valentina's alumni hall so uh, i know
2: maybe someone wants kansas they're 9 point favorites not in week. the top 25
1: though i know close sorry, sorry we, we guys. should maybe maybe we should have allowed that but no it's got to be a top 25 team there are plenty of uh, as they say fish in the sea with the top 25 though <laughs> uh also coming up Really lead into the romance for this one. <laughs> the, 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 the affair. It's a fair week on yeah. uh, Fantasy oh, Huskers. Geez. All right. Uh, we've got Joe Jordan, News Channel Nebraska, who is joining us today. Uh, we're going to talk to Jason Ball, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, uh, John Baylor as well. Talk Nebraska Volleyball with him. So we are uh, busy with guests today. And, of course, your morning drive brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. We'll also get you your sound off. So all the things you've come to know and love are on LNK Today with Jack and Friends, and let's start well, the... We,
2: first, you just reminded me of all the times we had infrastructure week.
1: <laughs> we, we, yes. Gerder <laughs> watch. Uh, watch. No, yep, yeah, we've got a new week. It's a fair yeah. week on Fantasy Huskers. I
2: good think. good news for you. Nebraska gets two of
1: those this right, year. Right, <laughs> and if you enjoyed the first <laughs> fling, you probably are going to... You could get a chance for a second one, maybe with a different partner. Okay? You didn't like it the first time? Well, did <laughs> didn't Let's get through
2: the first affair first
1: you're <laughs> right you get two and only and only two this is,
3: year is this in grand island no that's the state fair not a fair no yeah 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 gotcha. okay uh all by, right by the way
2: that's the fair
3: tomorrow yeah i hope you're going to ask the question that inquiring minds want to know uh, At let's see. Cause I have the mayor on yes. The mayor ask her if she's running for mayor. Yes, please.
1: Yeah, I will. I'll okay. ask her that. All right. That'll be my, oh, I'll put that on my list of things to ask her about. Thank you. All right. Uh, so we've got that, uh, the story today for a lot of people is going to be, uh, the end of what has been a run of hot weather, but not without one final blast today, Right now we are at It's
2: just going to hit us in the face with it today. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> to make sure you really you really fully appreciate the change in weather because we are looking at triple digits today, guys. Yep. Uh um,
3: Malcolm Byron says
1: 101 today. My goodness. Are are we talking also though like uh humid it's been fairly humid again lately too so are we going to factor that in are we going to have heat indices he's, he's saying
3: you know we'll have a high of 101 the heat in indice the heat index it'll be higher than that
1: yeah let's see i'm looking at the weather service right now and they've got a heat index only topping up topping out a little bit above where the actual temperature is so maybe maybe just 102 for that heat index, so still pretty much pumpkin it's spice one of weather.
3: Those, those <laughs> pumpkin spice weather, my left foot. Uh, by the way, we did hit one hundred yesterday, record high. Oh, did we hit re- uh, that? We, we hit one hundred yesterday. Yes, we did. You got toasty. And, I didn't even and, know that. And today's record was set. Uh, the ninety six is record for today, and that was set in twenty eighteen and twenty sixteen, both. Okay, so, and then for. So- for today, the high is, or 100. the uh, temperature, oh, or the, excuse me, the, record. the record's 101? No, record high, 2016, is 96. Okay, yeah, and, 96. And
1: we're
2: going to break that today.
1: Yeah, when you break, a, you break a temperature record, it's not too often
3: that you do it by 5 degrees, but that is that looks like it's on the table. And then, then it today. looks like a 35 degree drop in temperatures for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe, what, close to, maybe close to 40
1: yeah well, right now, my forecast says a high of sixty eight so that would give you uh thirty thirty four then a high of sixty four on thursday so yeah, but it does look like it'll go through you know the the warmth it's not even gonna it's not gonna be like one of those deals where you know how sometimes at like five in the afternoon you actually can physically feel the cold front coming in it, it looks like that probably won't be happening until uh tomorrow because we're still going to be well into the 80s by like 11 p.m so and then uh, look at saturday and then saturday oh god back, <laughs> back to 88 on saturday and Sunday for uh for a fair day yeah <laughs> a nice sultry day to have a college football affair
2: Man, these temperatures coming up the this whole uh these whole next like 10 days look like my freshman year of yeah. english papers 100 68 64, hey. 70. hey there's an 88 hey. Oh, 74 it it's
1: a little close to home i went to student teacher conferences last night oh, so no. no it wasn't it was fine it was fine sorry nora no it was it was my i actually went i know Look, look at the activist parent that i am going to student teacher conferences for a senior in high school i mean I mean, for okay. a senior in high school, what is that really something that you even need yes, to do? Yes,
2: because you show up with one question and one question only. What's that? Is he on track to graduate? <laughs> is,
1: are we good? Yes. <laughs> the, no, I will Is he scholarship eligible? He, he, yeah. We'll we'll find that out later through uh through the college application There are process. a lot of
2: questions that that parents should go to the parent teacher conference and ask junior year and younger, senior year it's one question only. Is
1: this happening <laughs> <laughs> i didn't ask that because I guess I assumed we were good on that, but uh yeah student what you're what you're hoping for now when you go to student uh parent teacher conferences is that your kids are in classes where not a, lot, not a lot of the other parents are interested in their children's success in that class because... So that you don't have a line? Because high, high school conferences, at least at my son's school, is all the teachers set up in just tables across the entire school. You get a map, they divide them into departments, and then you just go and you walk up to them, and there may be nobody there, and there may, it may be like a cue to see the
3: queen lying in state. <laughs> you just, it's, it's hard to tell. Well, Trying to you find
2: can't. out how he's doing in Spanish three, but I had to join the queue.
3: No more queue in London. No, no yeah. it is. Boy, that was quick. That's already over. Yep.
2: Boy. Would have been nice if they. You, could would, you would think it they coverage.
1: could. I guess I wish they could have done something to sort of commemorate her her time. That would have been a nice gesture by the British. But by the way,
3: there is a uh, another service, a memorial service uh, scheduled for her tomorrow. There is. There is. Only yeah. it's going to be at the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. Really? Yep. They're inviting uh, uh, Congress uh, members and others. And really? Being uh, do they post- do that? Uh, do they do that for anyone else that's not a an American? I would. Th- well, this is actually being um, I guess sponsored or coordinated by the uh, British ambassador. To
1: the okay, US. so it's like a British embassy. They're letting them use the cathedral okay well it's not over yet then good no. finally finally getting a chance to have some level of a, a remembrance and and celebration over uh over all of that I yeah um yeah I, I I was I was gonna look and I'm at uh, lincolnweather.org I'm just trying to find out here what the uh, when when we start to get to a point where like the normal high who I was talking to Dirk yesterday and he was like how many actual days are there during the year when you get a high temperature between, and I guess whatever you define as your perfect zone of temperature, I think he said between 70 and 80, but but that is an interesting question, and maybe for you it's 65 to 75, whatever you define that, like, how many I'd, I'd like a, a heat map on an entire calendar to see when you are likely to actually get
3: those. Just remember, the averages are just a summation of all of the days. Yeah, no, I understand how no, De- just listen. I had a student conference with uh,
1: with <laughs> an with an AP stats teacher yesterday. Okay. So I know how averages work. <laughs> that was the
3: first thing she explained to me. uh did you eh, have any trouble getting to east now
1: that's a good (laughs) that is a good question question. i did not have any sort of uh any sort of geography teacher you you know teaching me how magellan navigated uh the (laughs) waters did you
2: get a map on just how to get to the high
1: school Uh, okay yes The, the realities in life for the next 10 days of 70th street being closed from be, south to A is, is really starting to set in with me. And
3: one lane south, uh, southbound is all there is.
1: One, okay, one lane southbound, but when I go out there, I'm coming northbound. And so you're not going northbound. Or, That's if I'm, or if I'm going to work, I'm going northbound. That's my typical route. I finally, after 16 years of working here, um, my route to, I have finally settled on a route to work. It took almost 15 full years of trying different ways to get here.
3: You do just take turning. Band, band I
1: now and, I now go seventieth to A, to forty uh, eighth to whatever yeah. the side street is here. I, I, J. L J L, no it's L, it's L and then and A then J, I come into J too. Yeah, but I don't. I take okay. L. All right. Um, so
3: so you but so that's you, what I do. You,
1: but I have experimented with taking normal and going by Holmes Lake, going all the
3: way to O Street. So I let like me to, get the, let me get this straight. You take um forty eighth northbound so you're going to l is that correct <laughs> yes right. I could go to that's you, accurate well, yes. you, maybe you
1: should think about going to l i you do ever think of that yeah, uh, yeah you okay well you except can go right to l except, you can both go to l <laughs> you, we all can well you'll be out of the way for you but you can go to l yeah, too
2: i don't want to i don't want to reroute to l
1: <laughs> between a fair week and telling this is people a to go to L. And, Oh, and by the way, you're not alone, North Lincoln. <laughs> no, you, we're not. A, or you're, you're you're not alone with your streets working uh, starting today, North Lincoln, uh, because where where are they do North 27th,
3: right? Yep, I'm South. sure that's not a, a street that's used that often. Well, southbound lanes bind <laughs> to T. Oh wow, be closed beginning today until probably Thursday night, and southbound um, from uh, 27th, Holdridge to Y beginning tomorrow. Okay, well, that seems like a really frequently traveled path of
1: street in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, but they're getting theirs done on by this week,
3: right? They're they're going to be done on Thursday. Seventieth isn't going to be done till the thirtieth. Well, except the one problem is, uh, you know, we're expecting thunderstorms beginning uh, tomorrow and rain through Friday. Oh, they'll work through it. Okay. Don't work so you, you said you you went you got a geometry teacher to give you no, a No, it was it, statistics. No, to get there. Oh, ge- I said geography. Geography. Geometry would have made less sense, but. Well, all well, I know you is. Calculate that, some turns. That's true. I just Engles. know that geology rocks, but geometry is where it's at. Geology rocks. Geometry is where
1: it's at. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need that one probably explained i'll help you out with that in Thanks. the break uh nobody was fired yesterday no nope, yes? nope, nope. <laughs> all right
2: no firing although we will As hear fu- we will hear from mickey joseph today so who knows maybe he'll announce a uh, uh, retroactive firing i mean uh,
1: by uh, I, I feel like by the time they play like purdue it's just going to be mickey joseph and the players <laughs> mickey and the boys <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> Le- leading them out on the team has that ever been done when we're looking for alternate solutions have we ever thought of doing it streamlining every decision every assistant coaching job into one single coach might be worth a try one
2: single coach K- just take your
1: top 40 guys they are gonna play both ways right i mean you're getting a consistent message without a doubt then there aren't any of those normal communication snafus that happen in any organization yeah. because there's uh, one person and one person only who is oh. uh, deciding and delivering the message. I don't know. Something to think about.
2: Yeah. So we'll he- we'll hear from Joseph today at 1130. This was not a regularly scheduled press conference because it was a bi-week, so we weren't going to hear from him at all.
1: It is very confusing when the press... Are, are the press conferences ever going to go back to Monday?
2: So... We are now. No,
1: that did not mean to be that loaded of a question.
2: <laughs> well, here's here's the thing: Nebraska football is now to the bye week and has not had a normal week yet. They've played four games.
1: A normal, wait, a there normal week. There was Ireland, obviously, and then coming back from and then, Ireland. And
2: then The next week, yeah, coming back from Ireland. What well, wasn't the week after
1: schedule. that? Wasn't the Labor Day. So they didn't Labor have, Day. So
2: they didn't have classes, and you had some stuff okay. changed
1: up, and then you had the firing, and then you had the frost firing. And then this and, week is a bye week, and so that probably makes next week not totally normal either, right? Because there's a bye. Or would you consider next week? I would consider the ne- first ne- normal week of the season. Next week
2: might be the first most normal week.
1: That's when things change. When you get that that's sense, of when no- you get it, that's going. what we've been waiting for. <laughs> Look
2: out, Indiana, which, by the way, that'll officially kick off at 630. All right. We had uh, the first edition of Nebraska football's uh, lunchtime kickoff time time yesterday.
1: Thank you. Indiana unbeaten this year. Will Nebraska be a favorite in that game? Legit question. I probably, there's probably a line out somewhere already.
3: Indiana's unbeaten. It's in Lincoln. coming to help out by making a left turn instead of right? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you didn't go pick up uh, Oklahoma from their campground. No, I didn't. Right? <laughs> no. Hey,
1: it's a smart decision. That extra forty-five minutes really gave them the discomfort they needed to put them over the top on Saturday. So well, they
2: certainly didn't seem uncomfortable in Memorial Stadium. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, seventy-nine degrees. It's going to be a hundred today. Enjoy your pumpkin spice lattes and candy corn running through the leaves. And by the way, we're forty-eight days Bonfires. to the lectures. Oh, really? Okay. I guess time to start talking about it then. <laughs> it, it is 626. That was a fun first segment. we got the uh, sportscast coming up next. It's Alan K today with Jack and Friends on
0: KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news in sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first... Your fantasy, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. It's weekend tryst edition of Fantasy
1: Huskers. Your chance to... Join up with uh, for a one-time fling with another team. Here's how it works. If you get a pick, you get to pick another AP Top 25 team, uh, and you are picking the team that hopefully scores the most points. That's it. Whichever one scores the most points is uh, the picker that picks that team is going to get the winner. Uh, so far off the board, we only have, what, Georgia and NC State? Georgia and NC State are gone. Yep. Alabama still on the board. Now, you might want to check who everybody plays out. That's very important for this one. Uh, but if you want to pick a new team for the weekend, settle in for the game, have friends and family over, have a big barbecue, tailgate, all of that, you are, you're more than welcome to do that. Um, and maybe you'll have a special day that's going to net you a prize pack from Valentino's and Alumni Hall. So, to do that, though, to get that pick, you've got to be one of the people who texts in the keyword to get you in the draft. Today's key, and by the way, text it into the Stein Recognition hot text line at 402-479-1400. Today's text keyword is? Off. O-F-F?
2: Yeah, it's like, it's an off week.
1: Off. OFF off it should it. take you about two seconds to get yourself in there. So there you go. Text that in 402 479 And you may get to pick a one week special partner for yourself during this weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look at them. Look at all the look at all the nice, the the nice. Look uh, at all those team. pretty winning yep. programs. Look at all, those, all lined up in a row to you for you to pick from. You, you you I mean, you could go with Alabama's of the world. Uh, this is
2: your dance, folks.
1: This is your yeah. And now, now the numbers. If you get later in the week, you're gonna you're gonna lose some of these. Yeah, opportunities, there'll be dance partners
2: already selected.
1: Maybe maybe you're interested in uh, maybe you're interested in another Big Ten team. Maybe you want to take an Ohio State or a or a Michigan, if if you would like to. Maybe you want to go out west. Something kind of a surfer type feel. You can go for USC if you would like to.
2: I feel like you're doing Beach Boys.
1: <laughs> Maybe you're looking for more of a southern bell. Kentucky is available. Or so is Arkansas, and Tennessee. Right? Yeah. Maybe you're more of a granola type. Oregon's available.
2: They all wish they could be California. I mean girls.
1: Miami Miami's in the ratings still, even though they lost, so yeah. you know. BYU. Available, Utah. So you got kind of that mountainous area, if that's what you're into. Anyway, all jokes aside, really not all jokes aside. I'm going to keep making. Yeah, it yeah that's whole, definitely. Not I should I shouldn't here. even say all jokes aside when I'm completely be, completely being disingenuous because I'm going to do that all week long. All right, we should do we should uh, do the sound off. Uh, well, as Mark said, there's still one more ceremony back here in the United States, and uh, I don't know, maybe in other countries, but. Um, most of the official, I believe, proceedings uh, honoring the Queen of England uh, and her, her reign on the throne for decades, including the funeral itself, uh, have now come to pass and we move on. Uh, But first, let's take a look back. What happened yesterday? It's
4: the last time we'll see the coffin of Queen Elizabeth II. Thousands of people packed the streets along today's procession route for one final goodbye. In the morning, 2,000 people attended the service at Westminster Abbey, including presidents and prime ministers from around the world. The second service of the day at Windsor Castle welcomed only about 800 people. This one included staff employed by the Queen, and later in the evening, one final service for royal family members. Queen Elizabeth II was just 25 years old when she took the throne. She's now reunited with other family members buried at Windsor Castle, including her parents, her late sister, and her late husband, Prince Philip. At Windsor Castle, Alex Hogan,
2: Fox News. Did
1: she say buried? <laughs> yeah, say buried weirder. I mean, I know it's a you, but... bury <laughs> Um... Hey, I have got boy, exciting news for for you Caleb, for me, for really the entire listening audience. I have not one, not two, not three, but I think I have four very divisive political issues to uh oh, that's to, always to bring up on on this one today. Maybe I'll just go through and and present them without comment so you all know what's going on, but I don't uh you know, I don't increase your echo chamber or I don't uh invade your uh, you know, the the Invade your beliefs on on any of these. All right, so let's start. Okay. A sheriff in San Antonio uh, wants to bring criminal charges against Ron DeSantis for the movement of migrants out of Texas uh, with a stop in Florida. Uh, to Martha's Vineyards. Is it a criminal act? We'll see. A
5: San Antonio area sheriff opening a criminal investigation into Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for flying migrants to Martha's Vineyard
6: last week. He accused the governor of doing so under false pretenses.
1: I believe that they were preyed upon. Somebody came from out of state, preyed upon these people. Um lured them with promises of, of a better life, which is what they were absolutely looking for.
5: But as you can imagine, the governor is not taking the accusation lightly, calling out that sheriff for being more outraged over these 50 migrants going to Martha's Vineyard than when 53 dead migrants were discovered in a tractor trailer back in June.
1: Um, I, I would only say, as far as this goes legally, I think, I think the key question is not just did it happen. I think it's whether or not there was as the term was used there, if there are false pretenses or misrepresentations of some sort, that might be where it gets into something i don't i know uh Gavin Newsom was talking about bringing a rico act against them I don't think it's a rico situation um so th- but that might be that might be the uh the legal place that has some sort of a foothold, but my guess is you're not gonna get some sort of a criminal conviction uh coming out of this uh meanwhile. Uh, one of the House committees, we've got to vote on Hunter Biden's. we got to vote on Hunter's laptop today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some people say long time coming. The committee's vote pushed by ranking member James Comer would require Biden to give up documents on his family's business schemes and influence peddling. 32 Senate Republicans writing a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland. The letter asks Garland to give U.S. Attorney David Weiss special counsel protection to investigate Hunter Biden. Their letter reads in part, quote, evidence seems to
5: be mounting that Hunter Biden committed numerous federal crimes, including but not
6: limited to tax fraud, money laundering, and foreign lobbying violations
1: all right hey i'm all for investigating anyone who uh potentially potentially committed crimes committed malfeasance uh whether they were actual office holders or or someone else so if that happened then go ahead and do it
2: you're pretty equal opportunity oh
1: uh, yeah i yep uh let's see and then we've got oh yes speaking of <laughs> Speaking of something like that, we've got, uh, it's Special Master Day in the Mar-a-Lago case. Uh, This this, uh, was a retired judge, this judge that both sides agreed on. Uh, Gets to sit down, spread all the documents on a table. I'm not sure if this is actually how this works, but this is how I picture it. (laughs) I I, I picture in this judge's office, you know, most judges have this very, they've got their, I mean, I've been in judges chambers in Lincoln a lot of times in other parts of the state. You know, they've got their desk and then some of them have like a kind of a meeting table. Also, Mm -hmm. I'm imagining this judge just takes all these folders out and lays them out all over the table and then just one by one and says, yep, nope. Yeah, a little checklist there, and I would say 15, 20 minutes should be done after.
2: I'm imagining it a lot more with, like, corkboard and and just string, and everything's being this and this, and this attaches to this,
1: and this, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad they're... Very conspiracy theory It does sound like a little bit of a monotonous job. (laughs) It doesn't sound fun. Yeah. In its filing, the DOJ
4: proposed a system for the special master to review documents seized from former President Trump's Florida residents, suggesting that a third-party online platform be used so that all sides can evaluate the evidence at the same time. The DOJ also wants a protective order to make leaks punishable by contempt of court. Meanwhile, the Trump team signaled it does not want to disclose specific information about how the former president declassified the documents that were seized. This comes as the ACLU of to choose to file the Freedom of Information request seeking the standing declassification order the Trump team has used to justify keeping the records. In Washington, Sean Lanchel, Fox News.
1: All right. So they want a website. They want like a, like a place online that that uh, people can go to. Well, not people, but the, the sides can go to to track all of this stuff. Uh, we'll see where they get there. Oh, and then last but not least... Congress uh, taking a look at more specifically defining than what is some would say already clear, but more specifically defining just what the vice president can and can't do when it comes to certifying presidential elections. You might not have heard, Caleb, but this was a bit of a discussion a couple of years ago, Mm -hmm. back in uh, 2020. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people aren't aware of that, but that was a bit of an issue a couple of years ago.
6: A proposal from California Democrat Zoe Lofgren and Wyoming Republican Liz Cheney, both members of the January 6th committee, aims to clarify the role of the vice president during the counting of electoral votes. Specifically, the two lawmakers say it should be clear the vice president has no authority to reject official state elector slates or delay the count. The proposal also raises the threshold for members of Congress to object to electoral slates and objections would have
2: to be limited to explicit constitutional eligibility on capitol hill jared halpern fox news
1: all right, but i said i wasn't going to say much about these but i will say one thing can, i think we can all agree i think i should never say that i think a lot of us can agree even if we don't agree on politics that giving giving the vice president in perpetuity going forward democratic vice vice presidents republican vice presidents going forward Seems like a problematic, not something that (laughs) yeah we probably would like the results of, which I don't think they have it. I think it's it's clear already that they don't have that. They want to clarify it even further, but nonetheless, like that seems like sort of a non-controversial issue generally, but less so when you apply it specifically to a to a certain instance. Um, hey, keep keep an eye if uh, if you are. Well, I mean, everybody should do this, but uh, it's been especially targeted at people of certain demographics with cyber victimization. I think Mark had a story in the news about a, a local one today where a guy was trying to fix his printer, gets on a website.
2: Clicked a link. Clicked a link. They yeah. get
1: access to the computer um, and then, you know, basically go hacker on him as well. Numbers of these sorts of of scams and hacks and those sorts of things online are going way up especially among the senior population
3: the fbi's 2021 elder fraud report says cybercrime among americans over 50 is up 62 percent from 2020 and cost them about three billion dollars last year the number could actually be much higher according to the fbi because seniors are less likely to report fraud scams range from phishing attempts through email and text fraudulent phone calls and shopping scams aimed at depleting their savings. Data from cybersecurity company Comparatech shows that the older people are, the more money they're likely to pay scammers, Ugh. with 70-somethings paying about $635 to uh. a median loss of $1,300 among those in their 80s. Tanya Ugh. J. Powers, Fox that News. That
1: is sickening. But you, know, you know what I want is, uh, if, I, if I'm ever not doing this job, one of my dream jobs is, is to be someone that law enforcement uses uh or or maybe just a vigilante who <laughs> who hooks in the uh the the scammers of seniors yeah and whether it's a phone scam or a computer scam or something and poses as a uh, poses as someone who is potentially vulnerable to being scammed <laughs> and then and then giving them the run around the chicken coop for hours <laughs> Every minute with you uh, and is the, not and, a minute that and, could be doing. something And then else. at some point, Mel Gibson in Ransom style turn the tables on him. <laughs> no, I need ten thousand dollars from you right now. Just bounty hunting scammers. That's, that's one of my job. I, I just I don't know if that job exists, but if it does, I want it. I'll I'm even imagining do it on the you side.
2: dress like Dog the Bounty <laughs> Hunter,
1: even on the side. Come on. Come get me. Let's go. Let's do this. (laughs) And then just, I'm going to be so annoying to you, but I'm going to make you think you're going to scam me, but I'm going to be so annoying to you.
2: Someone got a hold of my dad's Facebook account this week.
1: I don't know. I have a real dark place in my heart for people who do that, but especially the seniors. And probably because there's someone in my my family who has had some experience Mm -hmm. with that and it made me furious. So that's probably why.
2: I told my dad he's officially an old now.
1: Because going get, I've got, I've had that happen. Well, yeah, not gonna say it, but well, this is an amazing story. Now, uh, not sure if you don't know what Beyond Meat is, uh, it's something I've never had. <laughs> this um, story is wild. I've had, I've had just right at meat, nowhere beyond it. But <laughs> the COO of Beyond Meat, apparently, oh. I mean, the, the any time that this headline was posted on social media anywhere, I think it's probably worth checking out the comments. <laughs> Th- this, is, is, this is a
2: this is a link to go to
1: yeah you just uh, imagine what the COO of beyond meat could have gotten in trouble for and then well and then take a listen to this
5: apparently this doesn't count for going off your vegan diet an executive at vegan food company beyond meat is accused of biting a man's nose Doug Ramsey is charged with felony battery stemming from a road rage incident police say he went after a man who tried to inch in front of him in a parking garage Cops say Ramsey got out and punched through the back windshield of the other car when the other driver got out. Police say that's when Ramsey sunk his teeth into the man's nose. A witness also says Ramsey threatened to kill him. No comment from Beyond Meat. Tom Rigotti, Fox
1: News. I think if I were him, I would have gone with like a soybean-based replica of the guy's nose.
2: So first he punches through the glass. And then bites the dude's nose.
1: We need to be on nose product for any road rage type situations. Just, we need to think about it. Uh, all right, last but not least, I, I, I like to uh, give you guys a couple some some new options for TV shows because if you're like me, now that I'm done with Yellowstone and now done with Cobra Kai, I am between uh, TV TV spouses. Where you just dedicate? Yeah, I've told talked about the the relationship life of a TV mm-hmm. show starts slow, gets hot and heavy at the end. It's over, and you don't know what to do with yourself. Right. That's where I am right now. I'm a free. And agent. You
2: don't like to watch weekly. You want the whole season. I want. Out, I want because I start seasons. going, and
1: I can't get enough. And yeah. so I waited until I waited until season four was done to even start on Yellowstone, and it's been a Yellowstone life for me for the last month six well weeks. then i won't
2: suggest rings of power or house of the dragon i'm not
1: doing any of your your dungeons and dragon stuff oh. but uh but i don't have hulu either but this one i don't know maybe this will be good what do you think
5: reboot is a meta comedy that pokes fun at the hollywood system of reboots the series satirizes the industry's need to reanimated proven products all to make money the hilarity ensues from the nature of putting people back in their roles from 20 years prior Michael Key and Johnny Knoxville star.
4: You know how in the old sitcoms, the characters always did the right thing? Man! They don't do the right
5: thing anymore. Oh, oh, boy. What if Zach finds out? Finds what out? The series starts when a writer pitches a reboot of the comedy Step Right Up, which brings together a cast of now has-beens and forces them into former roles with modern-day complications. It premieres
2: on Hulu. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Interested? Yeah. It's intriguing. I don't know that I'm going to. Unless I've got like nothing else to watch, can you
1: give me a non Dungeons and Dragons something new to go to now? I, I I think I'm probably going, but there's only one season, I think. But I think I'm probably going to that. Uh, what is it? Severance, the Apple TV one. Yeah, Severance sounds I, good. I think that's probably next for me.
2: Um, she Hulk's been enjoyable, but okay. again, it, I don't it's want. Weekly. I don't
1: need uh, no comic books. No comic books. No Dungeons and Dragons.
2: <laughs> no sci-fi.
1: No fantasy. Maybe sci-fi. I mean, Stranger Things I liked.
2: Well, it, it, uh, The Orville. Have you watched The Orville? Uh, No. It was entertaining.
1: Okay. You keep thinking about that.
2: Oh, maybe sci-fi. Literally hands you sci-fi. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, keep,
1: just keep thinking on that. <laughs> 656, it's LNK Today with Jack and Friends. That's it for your sound off on KLIN. Well, yeah. All right, 709, 78 degrees in the capital city. I can't say it enough. 100 plus degrees today in the uh, in the capital city and uh, much of the area before we take that dip down to uh, highs in the 60s tomorrow. So soak it in. So I, I say soak it in one last time, but it's almost going to be 90 on Saturday, too. So now it's still not quite there feeling like fall, but we do actually have the equinox coming up. Uh, Joe Jordan, News Channel, Nebraska, joins us right now as he does every Tuesday at 710. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing? I'm good, Jack. How are you? guys? Good. Hey, I got my. Uh, I got my. I made my debut on Thursday night on News Channel Nebraska with my golden jacket. I finally got. Uh, I finally got Ruback to get me one of those gold jackets and it looked amazing. Everybody is saying it. It was a buzz all over Seacrest Field on Thursday was it, night. Was it, was it tailor made? It was. Ta- I mean, I gave them my size. <laughs> <laughs> So, but so the, 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 the sleeves were hanging down to your shoes. Right? Actually, they did a pretty good job without actually having gone through all of the the measurements and everything. I, I, it's kind of I kind of have a hard time finding jackets that fit me anyway. So, so it's nice. So I think I'm allowed to wear it to weddings and things like that too, uh, funerals, those sorts of things. And so I mean, it, I'm so glad you didn't have that in time for my wedding. <laughs> Caleb, I could have done your wedding while wearing the gold News Channel Nebraska. Jacket. It would have
2: fit some of the the green and outdoor. I just like
1: on. it. I like to wear it. I like to wear it around the house and act like I just won the Masters or something. It's uh, it's very <laughs> the yellow jacket. I, and, and by the way, if you didn't get to see it, uh, get your color settings on your TV right for Thursday because I will be back on once again at Seacrest. And this is for your southeastern and Knights and Millard North fans. I got southeastern Millard North in a big game. At Seacrest Thursday night on well,
5: well, News NCN Channel. Is glad to, NCN is glad to have you on board. Just so
1: Are they? Is there a lot of buzz over there in the NCN offices about that? Well, don't overdo it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, but I've really enjoyed that. So I've I've uh, I've definitely enjoyed that. Uh, so okay, Joe. Uh, I, you know, I thought we had this feel-good trip about lawmakers from opposite sides of the political spectrum going up and hiking up Mount Kilimanjaro together. I th- you know, I think we talked to even a couple of them on this show and it was something that, that people were following. And, and, uh, then I see you had a piece. A little bit a day or two after we talked last week uh, about at least one group, one group of people, one group that is um, asking some questions about about this whole thing um, and how it was funded. And I guess just give give us a little background. I think people are probably familiar with the trip in general because it made a lot of news back when it happened. Uh, but but tell us a little bit about, and this is Common Cause Nebraska, tell us a little bit about what you've heard from them and what you've looked into in, in kind of researching uh, whether or not there was something, I don't know, untoward. I don't know if that's even the word uh, that was right. going on here.
5: Well, Well, the Republican state senators that went were Tom Brewer, Ben Hansen, and Dave Merman, Mm -hmm. the Democratic state senators that went were Justin Wayne and Anna Wishart. Mm -hmm. The concern that Common Cause Nebraska is raising is that once these five individuals got to the top of the mountain, they unfurled, uh, and apparently unfurled more than one flag, but one of the flags that they unfurled was for a company called Standard Process, which is a drug supplement, one of those nutrition supplemental companies out of uh, Wisconsin. Uh, And the reason they unfurled the flag is because they were sort of sponsored by that group to make the trip up the top of the mountain. And by sponsored, here's what I mean. When when the five individuals, at least four of them for sure, filed their reports with the state on gifts that they had received the previous year, uh, they noted that Standard Process had pledged them at least $1,000 for the trip. Now, you might be wondering what the word pledged means. Well, the head of the state ethics group in, in, in Lincoln at the Capitol says to me that he has no idea what the word pledged means in terms of a gift from a company like that. But it, what certainly appears is that these five individuals expected standard process to pay for at least part of the trip. So they file these papers and that happens. Then we started investigating at NCN, and the group then came back, and the company came back and said, oh, the money never went to the individual senators. It went to a charity group uh, raising concerns from Common Cause Nebraska, uh, and uh, one individual in particular, Jack Gould, who sort of heads up the group in, in, in Nebraska, he said that his concern, his worry was that the, the senators had expected to be paid for this trip, went up to the top of the mountain and raised the flag for standard process, in effect, promoting a private company that was helping pay their way. Then they quickly changed their mind when they realized that they might have gone too far. And according to Gould, they expected to be paid. They just didn't because, in his, in his view, they got caught. Uh, there's a possibility that Common Cause will file some type of ethics complaint with the state that hasn't been determined yet, but I know it's on the table. And as far as the the lawmakers, prior to doing the report, I did an initial report actually a few months back. And prior to the initial report, none of the lawmakers would ever get back to me with a comment when I was trying to figure out what was going on. Uh, Following my reports, uh, they have contended that uh, my report was misleading. No one ever said any of the information was inaccurate, however. Uh, And that's kind of where we are. The bottom line for, for common cause being can can public officials uh, go out and promote a private company, especially when that private company has in effect pledged, which is which we all know it means like promised, to give them money for their for their advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the bottom line.
1: Did, so. Do we know, did the money? Uh, did they get money? Did it ha- was part of it paid for? Or was did the did the centers receive money?
5: All I can tell you is what what they tell me, which is that they they've told the state that they that they never got the money, uh, that they were they said it was the original plan was that they were going to receive this money, but they said that they never got it, which common cause has indicated to me might be a reason why they don't file a complaint or that a complaint doesn't go anywhere because in the end they didn't get the money. But according to Common Cause, they wanted the money, they just didn't get it because they changed their mind realizing that they may have gone too far.
2: Hmm. And
5: But at the same time, Standard Process, this company from Wisconsin, they have used the, uh, the image of the, the lawmakers up on Mount Kilimanjaro with their flag They put that on their Facebook page, promoting their company as helping these five state senators through their supplements get to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro.
1: So... Uh, and and ju- you've got the the there's a picture there on on your story online. They're they're all in front of the sign at the peak, and they're they're holding right it, right. I mean, yep. that's what you yep. were talking. about. Yep. It wasn't like yep. they uh, staked it in the ground, and now Standard Process owns Mount Kilimanjaro, <laughs> <And> Standard Process <laughs> no, does not own Mount Killum Jaro, as far as you're aware.
5: As far as I'm aware, that's right. Yeah. That would also, and I think it's I com- I do think it's common for for groups when they get to the top of the mountain to unfurl their their country's flag. Or maybe some other, you know, another company's flag. The question that the common cause has is: these are pu- five public officials in the state of Nebraska, in effect, promoting a private company uh, that he doesn't th- that they don't think is the right way to go.
1: Okay, um, I'm 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 looking at this. I, I had never, frankly, I had never heard of this company uh, before. Before now, so I brought up their their website and like, and you click on. The, um, so I'm just trying to think the, they they've got, I guess this is in, they just have places that they have, I guess it's because of my location, they've got places in Lincoln that they work with. So a whole bunch of chiropractors, uh, well, na- natural, naturopathic doc, uh, doctors yes. or veterinaries, veterinarians come up. Right. When I do Senator,
5: that. Senator Ben Hansen, one of the five that went to the top of the mountain, he was according to the company. Because uh, Tanson has never spoken to me about any of this, he went. He was sort of the conduit between the, 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 the lawmakers and the company because he's a chiropractor in Blair. That's his that's his full time job, along with being a state senator. And according to the company, he uh, is their His chiropractic firm uses their supplements, their nutritional supplements, in his practice.
1: Okay. So let's say, I mean, just for sake of discussion, let's say they were given some kind of a funding um, by by this company, and and they also then unfurled the flag for a picture which was used on the Facebook page of that company. Do we know for certain that's in inappropriate or something that's a foul of whatever rules or or ethics situations that are are in place for the legislators?
5: Common Cause believes it would have definitely been. I don't want to use the word illegal, but uh,
1: run afoul of rules, yeah. essentially. Is right, I think they, what you're trying to say.
5: Yeah, had they taken the money?
1: Had so they, they didn't taken take
5: the money, the money, so maybe maybe they maybe they're not guilty of of anything, quote unquote. The common causes contention is they only didn't take the money because they realized they were getting caught. Okay. Whether or not that's that's the truth, I don't know. And it's hard to get the five state senators to talk about this.
1: Uh, it was such a feel-good story though joe i mean man we had we had we had different parties people who disagree on the issues scaling a mountain together my goodness and here you know i you know what i wish the flag they would have unfurled up there would have (laughs) been if we're gonna unfurl a flag and make a big deal about it a new state of nebraska flag that's what i wish well we
5: we NCN was trying to get them all to wear those yellow jackets. Pull
1: that. <laughs> that, that also was good if they got in any trouble, like the helicopter crews would have been able to see them from miles away. <laughs> it would not have been any kind of a, wouldn't have needed flares or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> uh let's let's talk a little bit about voter id i know you did some some reporting on that um we've talked in the past uh about how uh the ricketts family specifically marlene ricketts had had contributed to the petition drive for for voter id um and and, and i guess i don't know that this is surprising now but because we knew this is where his position was going to be on this but the governor is is now obviously coming out right in, in favor of the voter ID measure that is going to be on the ballot. Is there anything more to it than that, uh, or or just kind of, okay, we knew that happened, and and this is a, something else that would have happened that we would have expected, whether or not there was that bankrolling or not?
5: Well, well, two things. First of all, in terms of uh, Governor Ricketts' mom, Marlene Ricketts, contributing to the effort, she contributed $376,000. Only one other contribution was recorded of $1,000. So she contributed all but $1,000 to the effort, yeah. which then allowed – which allowed the group to go out and get paid petition circulators, which, as you and I have discussed a zillion times, almost guarantees you're going to be on the ballot. So Rickett's mom basically pays for the uh, petition-gathering effort and now, as you, as noted, the governor yesterday during one of his news conferences uh, was asked about the voter ID situation, and he quickly proclaimed how important it was to have it because he wants to stop, noting that there is no vote fraud in Nebraska, but he wants to stop any vote fraud before it were to happen here. In the meantime, and this was not part of my report yesterday because the event hadn't happened yet, at some point yesterday, actually in Lincoln, um, a group... Uh, led, I think, by Civic Nebraska, yeah. indicated that it is going to do some type of of uh, advertising—maybe the wrong word—but some type of public campaign, maybe through social media. It's not really clear to me just how they're going to do it, but they're going to mount some type of effort to uh, inform people, convince people that voter ID is a bad idea. But they've certainly got their a tough time ahead of them because the group uh, had plenty of signatures to get on the ballot. And polling has always indicated that voter ID is highly uh, accept, uh, acceptable by the, by the majority of the public. So it's going to be, I mean, the likelihood is it's going to pass. I mean, I don't see any other yeah. way around it, to be honest with you. But but there is going to be some type of, it, of attempt to stop it. And there will be, uh, as I think we talked about this last week, there's going to be congressional, not congressional hearings. There will be public hearings in each congressional district uh, because it's on the ballot and it's at those public hearings i suppose we'll hear from both sides again
1: um yeah so, uh, so i guess you 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 know perhaps you'll have a a, a situation where this is you, you kind of see this on the airwaves you see pro and anti uh voter id commercials those sorts of things on the airwaves so maybe this is one of the areas where you start to kind of feel the the influence of the different sides on on one of these uh ballot initiatives which i you know i didn't know if we would or not but it sounds like we're trending in that direction yeah
5: well it, it, my guess is if the group if those that oppose voter id can get have enough money to get on tv or get on the radio then i think we might hear from the folks up who propose voter ID is a good idea to counteract? Okay, right now, right, right now they
1: don't need to. Yeah. They don't
5: need to exactly.
1: Uh, it's by the way, the group is. It's called Nebraska's for Free and Fair Elections. ACLU of Nebraska, Civic Nebraska, Black Vote Voters Matter, and then I think there's some other one. And the campaign is called No to 432. And so that's the group that you you potential will be will be hearing from, and and we'll see how they're. You know kind of how they're funded and what their strategy is on this, and prob- you're right, probably an uphill battle uh I think on this one still because I think it's going to be generally popular uh with the Nebraska voters, but we will see now uh now, now final questions though uh with the uh uh with the contributions to the effort to get it on the ballot uh after it passes, does Marlene Ricketts stand in front of the uh uh the official election count with a flag uh <laughs>
5: <laughs> that I don't know Dr. what I do know is that if it passes uh it's the legislature next year that would write all the rules pertaining to how this oh. photo ID is implemented in terms of what kind of uh photographic ID is required uh where whatever funds are necessary so that if you're if you have trouble paying for a voter uh, some type of photo ID how that would be paid for but in the end uh if, if the voters approve it it's up to the legislature to put in all the all, dot the i's and cross the t's as to how this thing looks in the end.
1: All right. Uh, okay. Well, we will. Uh, we'll. We'll see because that's going to. I mean, that's a the, getting it passed in the ballot is one thing, but how it's going to operate um, in practice is you know probably it, it's a little bit hard to debate without knowing that in some ways, right? Um, right. Because that those are those are all huge issues and go to the crux of what's being debated on this issue and what this group is probably bringing up as well.
5: Well, in addition, depending on the, the fall elections and what is the what is the makeup of the legislature, Republican versus Democrat uh, at the end of the, at the beginning of the year, all, all those things are in play if it's if it's close. could I mean. I don't know if you can if you can filibuster something that's been passed by the voters or not but mm-hmm. I would I would expect that those who oppose voter ID that are in the legislature are going to uh, do what they can to make it, this process as curious as possible. Yeah.
1: Hey, we, we got to go, but I did. I, I do have a, a story from the Hastings Tribune up, just updating some of those numbers. That three hundred seventy-six thousand was last November. Uh, right now, the latest accountability and disclosure says that that group has uh, one point seven million in campaign contributions, one point five million from Ricketts, Marlene Ricketts, hundred thousand yeah. from Tom Pete, hundred thousand from uh, Sandhills Global, which is his business. So and yep. those were all made in June, so gotcha. it's it's got some funding right now. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, Joe. Uh, you know, if you're uh, out in the in the evening, you know, even if all the way as far as Omaha, you look in the sky, you may be able to see that yellow jacket yellow jacket reflecting off the sky. So just check for the beacon. It's like the bat signal, really. Yeah.
5: Have fun at the game. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Joe Jordan, News Channel Nebraska, seven twenty-seven on KLIN.
0: Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Let's get a fire up today with number five.
3: A Nebraska man who maintains he wasn't even at a fatal 1999 shooting he was convicted of being involved in. Well, he was denied a pardon yesterday despite the support of the victim's family. Ernest Jackson had asked the pardons board to intervene in the case. Two other men who were charged in the Omaha shooting of Larry Perry were both acquitted, and one of those men took responsibility for the shooting and testified Jackson wasn't even there. And he claimed that he shot Perry in self-defense and was then found not guilty. By that point, Jackson had already been convicted. He's now spent the last 22 years in prison. The uh, pardons board made up of Attorney General Doug Peterson, Secretary of State Bob Evnen, and Governor Pete Ricketts.
1: So, I know the governor put out a statement. and He cited the fact that Jackson had garnered a, a bunch of misconduct reports. And it's been 22 years. Right. This was 1999, right. 22, 23 years that he had garnered uh, like somewhere in the range of 200 to 300 misconduct reports during those years. Um, and, 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 and I know the family came back and they said, you know, he was he was young, confused at that point. But things have changed at this point. Um, and so I guess. Yeah. And, and I don't know that there was detail in the governor's statement or anywhere that i've seen in any of the media if those misconduct reports were something that were happening you know years ago or something that continually um is happening into into current here uh the current situation at this point um he's up for parole in a few more years 2029 20 nine. is that right yes 2029 but boy there are sure my goodness i mean there. are seems to be a lot of questions here if they've they've got the right person for this one and uh, to some degree i I know they went through the pardons board here and and they made that decision right or wrong but you know may I, i it'll be i'll be curious to see if they've had dead ends with courts you know going going back through even the legislature at this point um and if they're going to be able to have any pathways to re-examine this, if there is new evidence or if there are things they're, like
3: like that, they they made one try through the courts and it was denied, saying that it was not evidence that was a n- new evidence, but newly discovered or something, or vice versa. And so they denied a, a trial. But um, it would seem as though there there should be a remedy for this if what we're hearing about the man who actually shot him. Uh, admitted it, but then was acquitted on self defense. Right. Uh, this, so, right. And I, and I don't know whether there's any, uh, whether well, it's got to be just coincidence, but yesterday uh, in Maryland, there was uh, a new trial ordered or a man released uh, who allegedly had killed his girlfriend 20 some years ago that was the subject of that. Just riveting podcast called Serial. Yeah, had not say yeah, and he was released right, and they've got that on our TV right now, talking about really? that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it looks like there's legitimate questions here, though, Mark. Absolutely, I mean, and I don't, I don't know what happened, certainly, but,
3: but, I know for I one, can
1: understand why the family is why the family is a little frustrated with And this the family, whole of the victim, they, and, and the yeah, and and I think the governor said there were still some members of the. I think the governor's statement at least indicated that he was um, under the impression that there there were some members of the victim's family who were still opposed. Now, I don't know who was and who wasn't uh, within the family or if they've all come around here at, at some point and changed, but yeah, well, it's important
3: to get justice served yeah. here. What I don't know is this is the parole board, correct? Yeah. Yes. Is- Part, uh, the This is the pardon board. Okay. It would be the part
1: now the pro? Parole- this isn't the parole board. This is separate than okay. Pro. So this is the one that what the secretary of state and the governor and attorney general uh, and attorney general set on. Hampton so it's Gov- a three person pardon. The governor in most states just uh, issue a pardon. Um, that, that's a that that's a good question. If that's a different process than actually going through the pardons board here, um, with this, so boy, as I don't as- know. It's uh, boy. It sure sounds to me like this. It, it, I hope it's important to the state that that they get this right.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know? and, and as far as the misconduct things, if I'd been in prison for twenty-two years for something I didn't yeah. do, I'd have a few of those misconducts.
1: Yeah, it's probably true. It's probably true. I mean, and uh, uh, not to you know, and again, I don't know for sure. Uh, I don't know for sure what happened here. Without, I mean, how could I? I don't. But. I think you would be especially interested in in this too, given you know what's been going on in, with Gage County, right over the yep. last
3: right. almost decade. It's been yeah since what two thousand. They finally got that all paid off. Um, that happened what two thousand six. Yeah,
1: this just this doesn't feel like the right. This doesn't feel like the the right way to adjudicate this. Finally, now, and I know a decision was made at that point, but. Plenty of times when there are decisions made, and then you know there's new evidence or things change, and it's important to get it right in these situations. And I hope, hope the state is, is doing enough to actually make that happen for for his sake and and his family's sake too. With this whole thing, 1999. So yeah, 20,
3: 23 years, 20 Besides, 23 years. Yeah, the only good thing about that right now is that's a great Prince song. Ugh, yeah, uh, yeah. Number four. One more. Last more day, day of heat uh matt olberding though uh you found some interesting yeah. history that uh, he uncovered well i don't know whether he, uh, he uncovered it well he
1: just it. did a little research but matt does a great job by the way covering he throws out these interesting weather nuggets he does uh, besides doing business stuff for the journal star he also does weather stuff and he uh, this tweet caught my attention it was just from 20 minutes ago but he said how rare is it for lincoln to hit 100 in september so before monday the last time that had happened in 2013 So you're already in a a once-in-a-decade situation just with it having happened this week. It's only occurred seven times since 1980. So this is just, you know, 10, 15 times in a lifetime type thing in Lincoln, Nebraska. But how rare, assuming it happens today, you'll get there twice during the month of September, twice during one week in September. The last time that happened, 1953.
3: Ah, I don't and, remember it because I was too young,
1: and it w- and you weren't in Lincoln, uh, and it also has only happened ten times total since they've been keeping track of
3: this, which is back in the eighteen hundreds, eighteen eighty three. So, I so
1: think. this is, yeah. You know, sometimes we, we tend to overreact to how unique a weather situation is. The, this is one. This of one's them. this one's this one's pretty unique. But fear not if you're tired of the hot weather. Maybe you're still enjoying this, so maybe fear, uh, but. It, we are dropping 30 degrees tomorrow. We are dropping you know, two days from now we'll be 35 degrees from where we are today and it is going to have a completely different feel on Wednesday and Thursday. Clouds, like potential the, of rain, like temperatures the, in the 70s and 60s. Sort of like that one day of what, a week and a half Yeah, ago, there was one there was there one... We were down in the was, 40s. It was the one day when you had to guzzle your pumpkin spice while it felt right. Uh, but the only other thing i would point out too is saturday 88 next week we got i see an 82 an 83 in the forecast next week too so uh but i think mark i think i i can be very safe saying i'm not walking across the city by the way this is not me saying that assuming we get to 100 100 today that will be the last time
3: in 2022 i'm I not walking but i think i'm right Uh probably go along with you although i think although right. the the odds say i should bet against you but i'm not going in this
1: case has uh i i need to look up the uh the the lincoln weather here and see if we've ever gotten up to uh if we've ever gotten to a hundred in october that i don't let's see uh i don't know if we've ever gotten to that point which would be interesting off to
3: I'll have to see if that's actually happening. I don't know. And, b- and by here, the way, no. just if you're wondering, you know, we're two thirds of the way now through September. Yeah. And the Atomwell Equinox is Thursday evening. Shortly All right. after eight PM.
1: All right. It'll feel like it.
3: Number three. Forty five members of Nebraska Task Force One Urban Search and Rescue Team. Headed out for Puerto Rico yesterday. It's supposed to uh, probably be getting in there sometime this morning. Uh, the Captain Dan Ripley serves as the task force leader. He says it's the first uh, task force to go out and leave the continental United States. Wow, pretty pretty big deal. But they they called them in very quickly. The entire island uh, was without power for a while. There's about ten thousand, as I understand this morning, that I do have power back. But there's over a million people there, so they got a lot of work. To do. And they're they're flying out there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they are are completely able to fly all of their equipment. Uh, one of the, the that's what I had. wondered. They uh, deflate all their inflatable boats and pack them up into transportation crates. Uh, everything that they've got can be loaded. I, I don't know where they're flying out of. They may be staging somewhere, uh, you know, with other yeah. uh, urban search and rescue well, teams. But.
1: I know they flew out when they when they helped with 9-11. One of my, um, uh, one of my really good friends is uh, on LFR, and he was on the Task Force One team at the time that went to... right the remains of 9-11 and he's told me all about that situation and it is terrible and fascinating and and just he's boy he's got some stories but i i, I just want to say this more generally uh this is something that lincoln should be really proud of that's, uh, from what that, I
3: understand, this is one of the top search, uh, urban search and rescue yeah. teams in the country.
1: And they've been out natural disasters all over the country. They've made a huge impact all over the country. Whether it was you know after tornadoes in Oklahoma, after flooding situations, hurricane situations, uh, these men and women have been ready. And they've got to go on the, at the drop of a dime. Uh, yeah, they've got, they've to, got to... to do this. They've got to be ready and. I am just and, and, and I should shout out not just LFR but uh, teams includes Omaha Grand Island Council Bluffs Pavilion it includes all of them but LFR is a huge a huge part of it and so we've got some men and women here that uh, are making our city our state uh, really proud for going in and, and making a giant difference in in these situations and now they'll be doing that in Puerto Rico um, and Puerto Rico's ha- man it was just a couple years ago right five, five when, years ago that when to the day when uh yeah Maria Maria that was that was a big one too. Yeah, yeah
3: they're flying in because Fiona is continuing uh on into the western caribbean turks and caicos next uh dump uh, 40 plus inches of rain on parts of puerto rico and
1: it's been such a quiet hurricane season yes, it has. for you know like the us gulf coast and the atlantic coast and those sorts of things so just hasn't been, it's been less than i can remember in years well, the
3: forecast was to have a very very active hurricane season that's what they put out in yes. may but it has uh, hasn't happened. So. All right. Number two Got a new store opening, Nebraska Crossing there in Gretna on Friday. It'll be the first in the state, the REI co-op Ooh. recreation retailer. Ooh, kind of excited to check this place out. Opens Friday, ten a.m. Twenty-two thousand square foot store. Uh, I yeah, I I.
1: But Man, again, we talked about this yesterday when you were talking about the development of that industrial park that's going to go out there, but boy, that whole Nebraska Crossing thing is just, they they have it's really, from from how bad that place had gotten, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, to where it is now, new ownership and all of those sorts of things, and so to add something like this in, uh, that'll be a destination, uh, it's pretty impressive.
3: Well, and and hopefully, you know, with the right type of advertising, they'll get a few more people along the interstate to stop in.
1: Yeah. Oh, that will absolutely pull people off the interstate. I I think also that,
3: what, the H&M store that opened here in the last last year, also uh, pulling some people in. So they've got, you know, some bigger names in there.
2: Now, the only thing that they need to do for that area is fix the flow of traffic. Yeah. When you come off the interstate oh. and you want to
1: like you pull into the the Right where you're coming off Highway 6, the,
3: off the yeah. interstate and Highway 6 coming the So you the can other get way?
2: into like that McDonald's there.
3: But and, then you got to And go. then you are trapped. You got to go <laughs> got to go almost to Millard to get out of there. <laughs> Basically. Yeah.
1: How do you think REI would feel if they put a a big lake right next door to them? Uh Probably.
2: <laughs> oh, you mean camping in
1: outdoor gear? Do you think yeah. they might like that? Yeah. They're looking forward to Dragon Lake. With animatronic dragons. Huh? Uh, huh? Think about it.
3: Number one. That'd be Gretty instead of Nessie over there, wouldn't it be? Gretty! That's
1: an amazing name! Mark! Yes. Mark! Gretty! You think Gretty like, can do it's the It's like gritty? a combo of gritty and Nessie. <laughs> it's amazing. He's got to have googly eyes, too. Then yeah. so.
3: <laughs> well, we could get... Uh, former congressman jeff Fortenberry's posters oh, no. and- oh, oh, no.
1: listen we don't need the police involved Calm back
3: <laughs> with 87 percent of americans feeling anxious or very anxious about inflation the personal finance website our favorite
1: wallet hub 2020- our favorite place to go fi-
2: all the work they do with hub and wallet whatever
3: they do 2022's happiest states in america and Nebraska ranks pretty good in several of the Ooh,
1: areas. Number nine overall. Yeah. Sorry, Iowa, but I don't see you. Where Where is Hawaii, Maryland, Minnesota, Utah, New Jersey, Idaho, California, Illinois, Nebraska at number nine. We're in the ninth happiest state in America. Soak it in, everybody. All right, 757. Think, imagine if
0: they start winning football games. Oh, 757, to tell wow. K
1: today with Jack and friends on
0: KLIN. <laughs> Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3, KLIN. But first, please, please, please your it's fantasy good. Huskers' keyword that. for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's and Alumni Hall. Sorry, what's that mic on? Hot mic. <clears throat> Don't say that. Okay. <laughs>
1: uh I was uh I I just uh had to get my notes here for fantasy huskers so I could uh remember all the details for this. Yeah, it's another fantasy huskers keyword. Uh we've been billing this as uh I know Caleb sort of uh, didn't like. I thought my my um, theme for this week went a little too far. I called it um, college football team affair weekend, where uh, we are allowing our fantasy Huskers pickers to just for a week, no strings attached, pick a new team. No,
2: Uh, at surface level, I like it. You were getting like too descriptive. Oh, I was getting too in
1: the weeds with the whole thing. Listen, it's just a one weekend thing, you know, like I said, uh, you get to have a weekend with, uh, another, uh, top 25 college football team of your choice mm-hmm. when Nebraska doesn't have a game. Uh, and more specifically, if you get a pick, we want you to pick the top 25 AP top 25 team that will score the most points this week. Uh, we're going to tell you about the picks here at the end of the show today, but you need to get a pick first, if you want to, and get that prize package from Valentino's and alumni hall. You need to do, to do that, you need to text in the Rick Stein recognition text line at 402-479-1400. This word. Tuesday. Tuesday. T-U-E-S-D-A-Y. How creative is Caleb going to be in November with these words? That's what we're all wondering.
2: We're, we're going to start getting to the uh, the, the spelling bee words in, in November.
1: It's going to be like, the. <laughs> the, word, the no, word is
2: the. Ohio State's trademark. Tuesday. Died, we can't
1: use Tuesday. T-U-E-S-D-A-Y. Text that in right now <laughs> if you spell it correctly and get it in. Uh, you'll be automatically entered into our random drawing uh, to figure out who gets the next pick. Pick number four for the week. Six more picks to come throughout the week, and you can always get in by listening for those keywords at 635 and 810 and we'll find out at the end of the show who our uh, pickers decide to have their weekend tryst with
2: by november i'm probably gonna have to go with something super simple like ball
1: yeah uh, if you haven't used that by november i'll be surprised <laughs> all right uh speaking of ball uh jason ball joining us right now with a lincoln chamber did you even mean that yeah the- that, oh, okay I, I, did, like, I didn't even i didn't get it till i said his whoop, name hi J- hi jason how are you doing today <laughs> This is the
4: crowning achievement of my professional career to be named a password.
1: <laughs> All right, we'll make sure we get you one, and you can add it add it to your LinkedIn page. Uh, it, it is something something you can be a uh, very proud of. Hey, uh, I, I wanted to ask you, Jason. This is still a ways off in the future, um, but you know, we over the last several years, uh, there there have been some big events in the in the capital city. Uh, first one that comes to mind for me is the uh, the Nas- national finals high school rodeo, and just bring in tons of people to the city of lincoln for for an event and we got another one of those coming up and it's a ways off it's august 2023 uh but the um the 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 uh air show That is coming up here at that time and this is gonna be one of these these deals that brings in just a ton of people tell us a little bit about the preparations for this Um, um, people want to get on their calendar now August 26 and 27 what it's gonna be like and and uh, kind of just from a chamber perspective what kind of an impact this will have
4: well so we're thrilled about this the Blue Angels will be coming back so everyone dust off your Van Halen CD collection we'll get (laughs) it we'll get to get that song out um, no, we're we're thrilled about this. This is the first air show that we will have had since, I believe, 2016 uh, here at the Lincoln Airport. And the, the really cool part about this, Jack, is that we're now partnering with not only just the Nebraska National Guard and Air Guard, who have been excellent partners all the way in the past, but also uh, team members from Offutt Air Force Base. So there's a greater amount of connection, coordination, and partnership between all of these entities. Uh, than there ever has been and so we've got some additional announcements that'll be coming out here later this week so teaser here you heard it first Ooh. it'll be air show related um but but we're just thrilled it's going to we every one of these air shows for the two days of the air show we have between 250 to 300,000 people uh that come and visit and participate and so it's going to be a really really great event and it's going to bring more people to Lincoln they're going to stick around buy stuff and and uh, add to the economy while they're here
1: Cool. And, and I, I had those dates right, right? August 20. I didn't have my notes up. The, those were August 23 uh, and 24. 26, 26 and 27. 26 sorry.
4: And 27
1: 20, okay. So right, right. Getting into that, uh, right. Getting into another football season. <laughs> we'll, we'll see where we yeah. are, uh, with that. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of people will be interested in that. Those air shows have been really cool when they've come in the past to Lincoln. So exciting to have that going on once again. Uh, I know YP Young Professionals Week is, uh, coming up here before next time that we talk just give us a little bit you know we've talked about this group a lot over the course of the years and i know it's one thing that uh from wendy to you that that and everybody associated with the chamber has has taken a lot of pride in kind of the vitality of of this group um and i know this is kind of a time when you take some time to recognize some of the people who have stood out within that group
4: yeah, I mean the whole idea of the Lincoln YPG is to give uh, people that are are comparatively earlier in their career a way to uh, uh, grow in their own professional development, but also impact the community that they're in right now. So we're really proud of of YP. One of the things that um, the council of YP had come up with several years ago is Lincoln YP Week. Um, you know, we'll be celebrating uh, what young professionals do in the community through a series of uh, events throughout the week, and that's going to culminate in the uh, Young Lincoln Leader Awards, or they call them WILAs, just to make them confusing for me. Um, and that's going to be on September 29th. They're going to give awards in, in seven different categories. Um, we're really excited because Mike Smith from the Bay uh, which is a, a youth engagement and uh, skateboarding uh, facility is going to be our, our keynote speaker and, and talk about things on, on 26 to kick it off. So um, it's going to be a super busy week um, for folks that want to learn more about it or get plugged in. They can go to LincolnYPG.com and find YP Week. It's It's going to be a good week.
1: Now this is a completely gratuitous thing for me to say but back when I won an award there they didn't have all these categories so it was uh, it was back in the early days of it but I know uh, now you've got like uh, just young professional of the year young citizen of the year entrepreneur of the year Nonprofit professional of the year emerging leader next generation workplace and diversity and inclusive excellence so this is cool cuz you really take a look at uh, at a whole bunch of different areas uh which which some of these young professionals are excelling in
4: yeah and 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 again we're we're here to the, the reason why we broaden that perspective Jack is there are so many different ways to impact your community you did it through uh you know the dialogue that you drive on radio we have other people doing it through things like public policy and engagement and other people that are just starting companies and making good things happen and growing the economy um we want to celebrate that in in all the forms that it takes because all of it makes our community a place to be more compelling place to to move to for other folks
1: yeah uh, I still have it sitting on my desk just to just to uh right next to my fantasy football trophy the very my two most prized trophy possessions right now yeah I won my league last year I hope some of of my uh, league mates are listening
4: (laughs) wait till they name a password after you it's going to be
1: amazing (laughs) (laughs) if only I could get that on this radio station then I will know that I have finally made it um uh, uh, craft beer uh, has been has been uh, something that Lincoln is boy they've really a budding community. Like you look at um, just the the amount of breweries that have been Lincoln and uh, that have arrived in Lincoln. I would say in the last like seven or so years. I mean, it used yep. to, you know, Empyrean was around yep. for a, a long time over the years. There probably were a couple of either, others, but boy, that has been a boom in Lincoln and, and really all over the country in the last seven to 10 years, I think. And I know one of the things that the chamber has done is, is this craft beer tour. Um, as I understand it, this, this is getting started, started here in a few days, but it's going to be just a little bit different this year. Tell us about that.
4: So it's gonna be September twenty sixth through October second and we're gonna highlight fifteen different uh craft breweries in Lincoln. So we have a we have a huge group of them. Um uh participating venues each night are gonna uh uh have special things at the door and special uh, uh prizes for people that participate and so if if you go to lcoc.com dot com and check it out or the, the Lincoln CVB page there'll be more information. But it's it's just a way to celebrate uh I think a one of our more fun creative sectors, of the economy here, um, man, coming back, uh, from 10 years ago, Jack, (laughs) there's so much more beer being produced in in Lincoln. It's a beautiful thing to see. Um, I'm old enough to remember, uh, the, the back of the brewery tour at, at Imperium and they do the food pairings and things like that. And those were so much fun, but it's, it's so cool to see, um, you know that type of thing turn into a real industry uh, for
1: Lincoln. And yeah, so I just want
4: to encourage everybody get plugged into beer. Week. Is
1: that is that na- I mean, and, and you may or may not know this, but is that is, is it been that kind of growth nationally too? In, and I assume so in a lot of towns. It's just kind of a new market overall for the entire country.
4: Yeah, I you know I can remember uh, hearing from folks in the industry how Lincoln maybe fifteen years ago was a little bit behind the curve. So oh. uh, this is back when uh microbrewers were popping up a lot in say Oregon and Colorado. Yeah. I think now there's no doubt about the, the fact that Lincoln punches above its weight. I think Nebraska broadly speaking is punching above its weight and it's it's really come into its own uh maturity in Lincoln. It's yeah. Really exciting to see. Yeah.
0: I mean like
1: you just go through you drive around and you set you know, you got code in that antelope valley area you got king which is i know is a popular place in in the hay market uh boiler you've got it both in the grand manson over there in in village gardens zipline of course is in in village gardens cosmic backswing white elm um i'm probably forgetting some too corn coast has one uh um there 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 are tons of them uh right now and it's cool
4: we got 15 participating this year. Jack, I don't okay. know if you could convince me that there was 15 uh, uh, even even last week. That's a lot of yeah. stories.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's cool. Um, yeah, so get for, for people who want to be a part of that or, or, or visit some of those places and go through that, what's the uh, the best way them for them to find out more?
4: Best way for them to find it is to, to Google it. They can find it at lcoc.com uh, or the Lincoln CBB. Uh, website and so there'll be more information on all those web pages.
1: All right, very good. Hey, uh, Jason, we always appreciate your time. We will uh, we'll talk to you here once again in a couple of weeks. Hope you have a good one, safe travels, and uh, yeah, we'll check in again soon. All right,
4: sounds good. Thanks, Jack. Have up. a good
1: one. Jason Ball, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. All right, eight twenty three. Bigger boom, craft beer from twenty fifteen to twenty twenty. Or car washes car washes from 2020 to 2022
2: craft craft beers they there's they're having themselves a decade
1: i think yeah it's uh, i mean i think we're at the end i and they're still opening but we passed the huge boom on that and and they're doing well now but the car wash boom i don't know if i if there's ever been a micro you know sort of <laughs> gr- there was there were we talked about a million I, I, or vape shops what's our sa- <laughs> what's our
2: saturation point on car washes
1: it's got to be close.
2: <laughs> Have we it's it? also
1: got to be close on vape shops,
2: I would think too. When are those three going to combine?
1: The car wash, vape shop, craft brewery. Yes, That's, that seems like a bad idea. <laughs> Nothing but good
2: things can happen there.
1: Also, the new the new the new micro industry is pet bars. It's uh, yeah. Robin and Deb. There's one that open up downtown. There's one opening at Van Dorn Plaza. There,
2: it's like off-leash, unleashed, no-leash. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. You guys are going to close that place up when I bring Reggie there. <laughs> oh,
2: my gosh. All right. It's
1: twenty-five. What is this monster doing in here? Why don't you train your dog
0: better? It's is It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories—you can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. Waking babies in the North Bottoms, and then helping them ace the ACT since the '90s—it's the voice of Nebraska volleyball, John Baylor. By the way,
1: we got a—I forgot—I got to remember that we got a concert announcement. We're going to break some news of a concert here. In Lincoln, before the show is over. 20 minutes? Yeah. Be listening for that. That's what they call a tease. Uh Uh-oh. And a man who would know that, a man who's a veteran in the radio industry, and also the voice of Nebraska volleyball, it's John Baylor. JB, good morning. Welcome to the Jack Attack.
6: Hey, hey, that's what's called a radio tease. Yes. Nice job. Yes. A big concert coming to Lincoln. I love it.
1: Hey, I got to get them to hold over through this interview somehow. Anything I can do to get them to listen through to this interview and get to the next segment.
6: Or just announce it right now and they can all go away. <laughs>
1: uh, all right, JB, a tale of two matches since we oh. last talked. For yep. Nebraska volleyball, the loss to Stanford thought this was the year that Nebraska was going to finally finally get over the hump with Stanford on the home court and looking good throughout the year. They couldn't do it. And then they came out like a team that looked ticked off uh, for maybe there's no other way for me to describe it better than that and uh, just takes care of Kentucky and sweeps them away. Biggest difference between the performance in those two matches other than the obvious of the outcome.
6: Well, against Stanford, the Huskers lose two deuce games, and it comes down to two point ball games and uh then against Kentucky, Nebraska wins that first set, which is a two point ball game so that's difference number one and then uh difference number two is you have finished products in Stanford and Kentucky they're playing the same lineups every match and probably in through December. Nebraska is not so I uh, uh, so um <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, we we've got some we got some little ones here.
1: On the road. Yeah, we that's all right. That's all right. We try to move out. There. Caleb and I are very used to that. Uh, yes, trying to trying to multitask in that situation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are. But yeah, the Nebraska. What you were you were saying? Stanford, Kentucky. You're kind of seeing the Stanford and Kentucky that you're going to see in November and December. We don't know what the Nebraska is that you're going to see in November and December still. Right. That's
6: that's a big part of it, but also Whitney Lonstein's just improving measurably with every match. Oh, so it's just a matter of time until Coach figures out, okay, how do we keep her out on the floor all six rotations? Right. So, it's just you, Husker fans are just going to be really, uh, they just get frustrated every time she leaves the floor because she just brings such power. And 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 she wasn't really ready uh, yeah. necessarily a couple weeks ago, but now she seems to be because her serve is so much better than we thought. And then secondly. She can dig back there. Uh, so it's just tough to keep her off the floor. But then, you know, you're back to the age-old question, okay, what's going to happen? at So there's just a lot of open questions in this version of Nebraska volleyball, and, and it's exciting, and it's, uh, it's evolving. But these other teams just don't have these kind of options, so they send out the lineup right now that we're going to see in December. Presumably, yeah. they'll be in two and a half months. Is a, but they're a refined product. Nebraska is a, a work in progress.
1: I want to I want to take a detour about Whitney and then get back to your your larger point there. But um, I, I, what Whitney Launstein does athletically, you know, I, I I can't claim to watch volleyball film and and just be like, okay, that's uh, you know, that's the type of athlete. She's a great, uh, you know, somebody's a great jumper or, or got some specific skill. I can't remember, and 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 maybe you can, and I don't know if you've seen this or not, but. A, somebody who, the way that she jumps with the, expl- just her, straight up her jumping, the explosiveness of her jumping, I don't remember noticing anyone like I've, I have with Whitney Lonstein. have In person, has that been the same thing for you?
6: Yes. It's tough to think of anyone with her kind of vertical, with her size. I mean, she's already a legit, you know, six, three and then you add the vertical. She's attacking over opponents. I've been looking at arm strength. And the only player I can think of in recent memory is Nancy Metcalf with that all kind right. of arm. So, but you're right. The vertical uh, along with, you know, she's not one of these. Sometimes we'll, we'll play a team. who's got a five nine five ten 10 uh, outside. I think Kansas state had one last couple of years and we played them and, you know, they've got an amazing vertical, but they start at five, nine, five, 10. Yeah. Uh, and that's the reason they're playing up front. So they have a great, a great uh, leap, but uh, you know, Whitney's got it all. But remember, she's, she played volleyball in high school don't get me wrong but big track yeah sports. Just, she was not specialized yeah and i think that not only gives her a lot of upside physically it gives her a lot of upside mentally mm-hmm. because you know this is all fresh this is all new she's seeing you know measurable improvement on a regular basis so that's really confidence building and that just makes things a lot of fun
1: yeah uh, uh caleb i had i actually had tweeted something during that game uh it was during the stanford game i just see i saw one where it was like it jumped off the screen to me her explosiveness when she jumped and not something i typically notice i tweeted something about it and there was one of the track coaches i can't remember what school It wasn't one of waverly's coaches but it was it was a track coach that said yeah and we saw her in in state track over the last two years and it it just kind of and and the the point essentially was this was kind of a little bit about this was developed a little bit by all this track stuff and i'm sure you've seen that before oh yeah the, the explosiveness
2: it takes to to not just do a number of different track, track events and field. but but yeah. especially hurdles yeah especially the 300 hurdles and i've got no doubt as athletic as as, as she is she could have a very successful collegiate career in more than just volleyball but when you go and like jb's saying specialize now in volleyball all of that athleticism just continues to explode
1: yeah 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 there's no Jack,
2: she-
6: caleb don't give her any ideas all right let's just focus on one
2: sport, right? <laughs> <So> <laughs> caleb's recruiting her over to the track wait, team. wait a minute i i <laughs> hey i already got one volleyball player to go to track now i'm working on the pipeline
1: uh and it's the first chance we've really had. You know, I guess it's been a couple of weeks now, but to see a lot of Maggie Mendelson, uh, how how is she fitting in? Um, Speaking now of you, doing multiple, yeah, sports. exactly. You reminded me of that, JB. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how, how Mendelson fits in and what you kind of see her role being here going forward. Big
6: upside. Eventually, really hope she becomes, in my opinion, the first Husker who is stellar at two sports. Love, I really hope she doesn't ultimately choose uh, basketball because she has a huge upside, but right now she's raw.
2: Right? Mm-hmm.
6: She's a legit 6'5". I mean, volleyball heights are a little flaky. Like if I played volleyball, I'd be six two blonde. I mean, things get a little bit iffy <laughs> when you look at the roster, but she's legit six five. but she's 17 years old and she's playing a position that's right next to the setter. So the timing has to be perfect. Furthermore, the Huskers are running two setters. So, She's got some you know, challenges already, but she's, hand, she's handling it just fine. She's hitting about 100 or so, um, and, but she'll probably be in the mix for sure if the Huskers stick with a two-setter offense, but don't get me wrong. Her future in this sport, exceedingly bright
1: uh Haymes is out she was obviously in some pain in that match against Stanford uh you know on your show with uh with the coach I didn't get a whole lot um uh, of of information on that just that you know she's out for the time being didn't play against Kentucky so I don't know what her status is but how what I mean I I think the the obvious impact of that is uh, more opportunities for Kennedy or right now how else does that impact this team right now
6: uh Leadership, more leadership will emerge. But I think the the chief beneficiary is Kennedy, not just uh, knowing that she's got to play, uh, but just knowing that uh, right now you've got the, you know, four-year decorated starter at, at uh, Setter just unavailable. And so I, I think that, frankly, benefits Kennedy in, in lots of ways. I mean, right now, Kennedy's just a little inconsistent in games and, you know, a little inconsistent in practice. And, you know, right now... There are not three elite setters available for the coach to to turn to. There are just two, and that means Kennedy's time is here. And and, uh, I don't think it's any coincidence that she had one of her best matches of the year. Still a long way to go to become the great Kennedy Orr that uh, we we heard about when she was in high school. But a lot of flashes. I mean, she can block. She's physical. Uh, You know. You know. One thing is, you know, potentially maybe the Huskers go with a a five-one, meaning. Kennedy in the front row as a setter yeah, and Connie Evans in the back row as a setter. It doesn't solve the, oh boy, here we go, two setters. Nobody can get into a rhythm issue, but it's it does it has there's an argument to, to consider
1: well i will, I will say that in that Stanford match at least when, when Nicklin went off and Kennedy came on, I thought right off the bat Kennedy had kind of a different energy. I thought she in, in an unexpected situation, I thought she um, I thought she came came out and infused the team with a little bit of an energy and they still ended up losing the match, but I thought we started to see at least in that match a little of of what we were hoping to see with her going forward and and maybe this opportunity starts to create that for. Her. Her.
6: she she led them to that step three win against Stanford but Nicklin was playing in pain it was pretty yeah visible and, and she hid whatever pain she had a year ago pretty well and I think she got quite healthy the last month and a half along with Lawrence Stevens which is two of the reasons the Huskers made such a great run at the end of last year but it's it, something's back and, and she's fighting through it we got one of the best trainers in the business so uh you know the, the, the key you know for Nicklin is let's Take some time here. Get her healthy. So when she's back, she can play a key role. And it might be, you know, back in the back row or, boy, she looked really comfortable the first weekend.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. But, yeah, I just it, – it, it's hard to tell. But it's hard to tell exactly how – and, you know, if you're sort of reading the tea leaves and where it looks like her pain is and those sorts of things. And I don't want to, you know, I don't, don't want to speculate on something that yeah. hasn't been made public. Yeah. But, I mean, if it's if it's that kind of a back thing, that can be something that lingers on and, and takes a while till you feel 100%. Yeah.
6: These HIPAA rules, you're not supposed to share any of that stuff. I remember, you know, in the old days, I used to talk about foot fungal issues I had, and now, it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> all you intestinal know, disorders. Like, nobody wants to hear anymore. It's just a, it's a big old HIPAA deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um Okay, now back to to now. Those were my detours on individual players. Now back to the original point you were making about where Kentucky and Stanford were kind of were in, in working through and figuring out who was going to be playing, who was going to be doing what role as compared to Nebraska. When do you think Nebraska sort of? Think, when do, when does Nebraska get to a point where we say, okay, this feels like this feels like the roster that you take into December. This feels like the rotation and the personnel and the positions and the formation that you take into December, because I, I, I mean, I guess there's part of me that thinks maybe it'll be soon, but then I go back and I think to like last that, that, uh, that home game against Penn state last year. And that was like the first time I'd really seen Whitney Lonstein last year. Like they were still shuffling those outside hitters last year, looking for the, uh, kind of the right combination. Yeah,
6: the chess pieces will keep moving all the way through. I mean, last year, Lexi's son was still starting against Wisconsin. That was the last time she played. And so, yeah. oh, and frankly, Lindsay Crosby, uh got benched against Wisconsin. And then she was huge in the key run, had an amazing match against Texas, amazing against Pittsburgh. So the coach always has a reason for the stuff. And it, it, it has a way, typically, of really motivating uh, these kids. But, you know, the downside is that we got number, what are they now, number seven, Ohio State coming in. They've had the toughest schedule in the country. They've had some huge wins. They they got beat by Pittsburgh on uh, this weekend and three, but don't be confused. I mean, they're four and four, but this they they they've, they've had like one mediocre opponent the whole way. This is this is quite something.
1: Yeah. Uh, so and and and. Um... You know, Nebraska, you look at the beginning of the Big Ten slate, you do have that Ohio State match, which is gonna be a, a huge one. That's coming up, by the way, on on Saturday. So it's a Friday, Saturday back to back weekend at home with Michigan State on Friday and, and Saturday. But then you go on after that. You got Rutgers, Maryland, Michigan State, Michigan before you get Penn State on October fourteenth. So you do have you, you don't take anything for granted, JB. If I'm the coach, I never say this. But those are all matches they should win. Okay. Uh, you know that Ohio State won't be tough, but other than that, and and you can tell me if I'm misreading any of these Big Ten teams. But those are all teams they can win. And it's extended period; it's almost a almost a full month of that. Um, and here
6: you go again; you're firing up the whole Rutgers volleyball <laughs> face. Look on any given night, you never know. And Rutgers just lost to Princeton, and uh, but hey, who knows? You know, it might have been a calculus class. We're not sure what the uh, the challenge was, but uh, you, you, you never really get a night off uh, for the most part against volleyball, in volleyball. But, but uh, you're right. This is a stretch after Ohio State, short stretch, when Nebraska can really tinker and hopefully do some refining.
1: Yeah, it's just weird. this this schedule is weird this year how it how it's kind of backloaded for Nebraska because you get to that last you know, that last month of the year and you go right, you go that out of those last five matches you got Ohio State and then Iowa, but then Purdue, Wisconsin, and Minnesota all at home to end this thing. And so the story on this conference season is not going to be written until the last three matches of the season. Um
6: true, Minnesota's lost three times, Ohio State's lost four times, I'll be it again high-quality, high-caliber competition. Penn State's the big surprise. I mean, Wisconsin's uh, still flirting with a two-center offense. Looks like they're going to stay with it, and they've got a couple losses already. It's wide open.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say who I mean if you've got to say right now and you, you can you can look at the poll, but if you've got to say right now out, you know, outside of of Nebraska, who is uh who is the favorite to be the biggest challenge? I mean, by rankings Wisconsin is 6, Ohio State is 7, Minnesota is 8 and Penn State is 9 and Purdue is 11. So good luck if you're looking at the rankings to try and tell you who the who 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 the biggest competition is for the rest of the Big 10, but based on what you've seen in terms of results, who do you think it is?
6: Wisconsin, still defending uh, champs. They got Jeez. a six player and a smack and and uh, they're they're uh, they're, uh, they're eight straight times of beating Nebraska. I mean, they're they're going to be a tough one. And the Huskers get them twice this year, home yeah. away. So yeah. they're in week to beat right
1: now. Yeah, Wisconsin. It's just Wisconsin and Stanford. It's those it's those red teams, I guess. I don't know. The only ones that seem to have the Huskers number over and over again. Um, and and we saw it again. So hopefully they can get over the hump. Well, you, you know, JB, I, I, I thought about you after that Stanford loss. Right away, while I was listening to you, but uh, but I thought about you after that that Stanford loss, and I was thinking about when I, I said, Jack, calm down. When is the right time to peak? Not too early, right?
6: Never. September. Titles are won in September. <laughs> I learned that as a longtime Red Sox fan. Very few World Series are won in April.
1: So now I soothe myself, myself yeah. in my up when I'm upset about losses. Rarely when they occur with with yeah. your own words there, and I say you don't don't, don't peek early. So coaching one-on-one, never peak early. But And we've talked about this before, in a, in a whole bunch of these really successful seasons that ended up in Final Four runs, you had those early losses, right? I mean, that's that's almost been a little bit of a, a calling card is building off of early losses for the most successful seasons under John Cook in the last decade.
6: Long-term gain is often found in short-term pain. <laughs> there you go. You got some I real- think I got that up from you know, some late-night... Uh, uh uh advertisement that i saw trying to sell me some uh, you know basic uh oh, weightless so, deal
1: some that's good yeah i, I thought that was but, a i thought it was a vince lombardi felt, quote okay
6: so much cheaper than i thought because all i had to do is give them like 49.99 every month for about 36 months i thought this thing was pricey then you carve it up into monthly payments okay. I almost went for that deal.
1: Short-term pain in your wallet too. Uh, <laughs> hey, JB, we'll be listening to this weekend. Like I said, a uh, a pair of matches here this weekend at home, and uh, you know, Michigan State Friday night, and then that Saturday one. Uh on a, on a bye week for Nebraska football, that is going to be a real significant one with Ohio State. should be a great one. You can hear it right here on the Broadcast House Network of Stations, uh, including B1073. It. Hey, JB, thank you. I always appreciate it. We'll talk again next week, and we'll see how the Huskers came out of the weekend, all right? Do not
6: buy anything while watching TV late
1: at night. Nobody nobody does that anymore in any way now. It's the Internet now. But nonetheless, nonetheless, good advice still. Thanks, JP. I appreciate it. There's John Baylor,
0: voice of Big Red Volleyball. Our concert announcement is coming up next on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. To get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right.
1: I, uh, well, real quick. Uh, well, let's do the, the concert announcement first. Uh, so it's coming up. Pinnacle Bank Arena, Saturday, November 26th. If you're a fan of Christmas music, uh, this is the new Mannheim Steamroller. Not Mannheim Steamroller coming. Pentatonix is coming to bring their Ooh. Christmas spectacular. They've kind of taken over that mantle from Mannheim Steamroller over the years. Saturday, November 26th, tickets go on sale this Friday, the 23rd, three days from right now at 10 o'clock on Ticketmaster. Stay tuned to KLIN to find out how you can win tickets. We just might get a little Ticket Thursday action on these as we get a little bit closer to the Christmas season. So Saturday, November 26th is when that... So that would be the Saturday after Thanksgiving, right?
2: Yeah. Hey, and and I, you can get uh, more information at KLIN.com here in just a minute. All right.
1: Yeah. Well, and we'll have a story on that. Uh, I know we, uh, we're we waiting for our second pick, but what was our first pick for Fantasy Oscars today? Ryan
2: texts us back. Ron took Alabama. Said ah. he felt dirty.
1: Bama! Hey! Listen, for one weekend, it's okay. <laughs> it's 9 o'clock KLIN weekend from